Welcome to the second edition of Homage to Fromage, A to Z of Cheese. And of course, we have come steaming in at B. It's the Homage to Fromage. So join us if you please. The Homage to Fromage. Three cheers for cheese! So we're going to be looking at a couple of cheeses now. And then we're going to look at another one later, but we're also going to be cooking a cheese, because we like cooking a cheese last time. Melty cheese is a good thing. Um, so this time we're going to be... B is for Brie. I love Brie. Brie's my favourite cheese. Is it your favourite yeah, cheese? Yeah, I'm, I'm in for a good night tonight. You I, literally I, I are. Love Brie, yeah. I'm not Tony? a fan. You're not a fan? No. Why, why not? I just never like the taste of it. It's just, it's one of those... Camembert always wins with me. Okay. People okay. are like, well, what's the difference? Yeah. It's a big difference. Is there? Camembert stinks. Right. Uh, brie is like meh. No, I don't depends, know what it is. It depends just... how. Depends on the age. It depends what you do with it. I guess. I'm, I've I'm... had some fairly pokey brie type cheeses that are really quite pungent, um, and I've had some camemberts that are quite bland. To be perfectly honest, I think they are very, very closely related. Like Tom last week, he never liked pickle. No, it's nothing to do with cheese, but it's an accompaniment. Maybe yeah. you've just never had the right brie. Maybe and tonight could be the night. Well, I don't know because this is a, tonight this is... could brie the night. Okay, um, so I've got I've got a piece of brie, but to be fair, it's nice and soft and unctuous, but it's not particularly ripe, so it won't have any of those kind of. I think a lot of these kinds of cheeses, quite often, if you do let them ripen right up and leave them out on the kitchen counter overnight, a few nights, they get actually you get a real run out the door, a tang of ammonia. And there is actually, it is actually, the bacteria does produce an ammonia smell, which is why they do smell a little bit, little bit like cat wee. Um, okay. So this, this won't. This You're selling be, it. Yeah, right. So <laughs> we're going to cut straight in here and I'm going to basically give you some brie to eat. Bring me the brie. Bringing the brie. So I have my little chopping board. Your little chopper. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to cut. This is brie banter. It is brie banter. Yeah. I'm going to cut three little slithers. Okay, so what I want you to do for our listeners is just sort of give us a little bit of a description. Grab a piece. You're, there you you're, go. you're a brain professional. Gonna, I have no idea what I'm doing. There, you can get a small piece because oh, you're being oh, cantankerous. Yeah. Okay, so what you need to do is... It's spongy. It's describe spongy. Describe what you have in your hand. Another B word. It's got a lot of bounce Tom. to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very... If you squeeze it a little... It boings yeah, right back. It boings. Yeah. So, do you want to just describe it? Elasticity. What colour is it? Well, obviously, it's very pale. Very pale. It's got a white rind mm-hmm. and a very pale, sort of creamy white paste. <laughs> yeah. Terminology, people. Going back to something mentioned on last week's, yeah. not last week's, last, the last episode, yeah. you said people don't take the rind off of brie, but I have since spoken yeah. to numerous people who take the rind off brie. Yeah, well, they're just wrong. Basically, brie really is designed to be eaten with the rind. Designed with the rind in mind. That's exactly what it is. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it if that's the way you want to enjoy it. But perfectly, to be perfectly honest, an awful lot of the flavour is in the rind and immediately on the edge of the rind. That's where all the interest going on. You know, if you took the rind off a brie, you'd be left with quite a bland tasting. I think there's a lot going on in the rind. A lot of the flavour is in the rind. So have a sniff first and tell me what's the... (laughs) <laughs> the sound of sniffing it's podcasting gold having to exhale like <laughs> yeah so what does that smell Tom what does that smell of it's not as don't because you're gonna no it, it's not as like 
obviously cheesy as um, yeah. Have I got it on my nose? Yeah. It's not as obviously <laughs> cheesy as you'd think. It's very sort of. It just smells kind of creamy. It smells like um, mm. almost like a bit more like a baby bell. Am I going to go to prison? <gasps> <for this>? Yes, <laughs> I'm going to go to prison for that. I'm sorry. No, I don't think it. I don't think it does. Okay, well, this is the thing. <clears throat> you, you know a lot more about what the two uh, look for with your things. I just smell what do you cheese. think, Tone? It, my, this is a very weird description. Go on. A milky smell. Okay. Yeah. I realise. Yes, it's made of milk. But a lactic. That's yeah. what I call a bit of a lactics. Um, yeah. And it's not pungent. It, smells fr- it doesn't smell typically cheesy. It smells yeah. fresh. It's quite fresh, yeah. yeah. They're quite young cheeses, to be honest. People quite often describe the smell of breeze and these kind of white, rinded cheeses. So that's the kind of, that's the kind of breed that they are. That's the kind of species of cheeses. This is a white, rinded cheese. As spelling mushroomy? Do you get any of that? No. I I don't. I'm sorry, I feel like <laughs> well, that, I should. I feel like they know. No, no, no. Being shouldn't. honest, you absolutely shouldn't. If you can't, if you can't smell the mushroom, does it smell fungal to you, Tone? Well, no. it kind of is fungal. All right. Well, well I'm not smelling the the. No, the so many t- so many times people say, "Oh, it's a bit mushroomy," um, and I don't really always get that. I don't think it's that helpful either because mushrooms, actual mushroom like mushroom soup smell, it doesn't smell like. I mean, raw mushrooms. You know, but who smells raw mushrooms all day? I don't know. It smells of cheese. The rind right. is definitely a different smell to the paste. Yeah. Do you want to try eating a bit? Ooh. Ooh, that's oh, that's no. Mmm. Mmm. As the only one wearing headphones. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> it sounds disgusting. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone else listening on headphones. Mmm. Mm. I took out a lot of the chewing from episode one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be releasing that as a separate podcast. Because it was inaudible. If you pay on the Patreon, you get yeah. like a, every month a 12-minute minute, minute thing of, of just chewing. chewing. Mm. Mm. That's not bad. That's really nice. That's, That's a nice... I'm going to be controversial. Mm. I'm, also, I'm almost getting a, a your typical cheese taste from it. Mm. But it's also almost not really sure whether it's sweet or savoury. It's got a sweetness to it. So you could have that if if I told you that it's almost like a clotted cream kind of thing, mm. texture wise, mm. like a hard that. clotted cream. Yeah, yeah, pretty nice though. It's very, really? very nice. Mm. It's one of the nicest breeds I've ever, mm. and I've tried at least three in my time. So uh, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Basically, breeds are usually um, they're very old cheese, um, and they're made not in the same way as sort of like harder cheeses, bigger harder cheeses. Even a big brie is not a big thing. It's a you know a couple of kilos, but it's made in a different way. They're really really gentle with the curds, and rather than with some harder cheeses. A lot of what they do with the curds is you know they chop it up into little tiny bits, so a lot of the whey comes out of the cheese. So you're aiming trying to get a really sort of a dry crumbly cheese that you can squeeze and compress and make a hard cheese out of. These cheeses. You know, they do remove quite a lot of the whey, obviously, but they keep the curds quite moist so they have a really nice sort of... Um, and put them in a mould to hold them. And they don't do a lot. They're very gently, they're very gently treated. So rather than cheddars, which are squeezed and squashed, and, and alpine cheeses were quite often put in presses to squeeze out the curd, the, squeeze the curd, these kinds of cheeses are very gently just put in a little mould and just gently left on a shelf. Could you almost say that this is the basis of cheese? Brie is the most natural of all cheeses. I don't know. Because there's very little done with it. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. I think that in my head, and I could be completely wrong, you've got sort of cheeses like there's sort of super fresh cheeses where literally it's just 
curds essentially just curds of what you're eating and they're not really canadians do that mm. but this is more a case of um you do get some there's a really nice cheese called yellison which is a goat's cheese from yorkshire um and that comes in a sort of a big sausage wrapped in plastic take plastic and it just falls to bits it's just like it's just a sort of a, a and it's really really citric and fresh and it has no shape it's really just like a, a sort of a paste if you like with no and it's almost had no kind of maturation at all it's really super fresh so it tastes lovely but it's really fresh it hasn't really matured in it and cheeses like that and then sort of feta cheeses they're a mm. bit like that they don't really they don't really mature in the, in the way that that other cheeses do then you get these guys and they're at sort of i think at that end of the spectrum of cheese and then of course at the other end you've got your really big hard cheeses and sort of big solid lumps yeah it's nice it, i'm i'm surprised oh yeah yeah it's yeah. really good and just to compare it with the last two the alpine cheeses mm. that we had completely different texture flavor appearance mm. everything but the same ingredients pretty right? much almost exactly the same ingredients right. slightly different kind of culture would be added to get the kind of the white outer, outer rind to develop that. So they use very specific cultures with that kind of cheese. Mm. Um, <clears throat> there's a sort of a family of white, what knows white rinded cheese. So you've got your camemberts, your breeze. There's a few other ones. Um, I can't remember, um, but there are. Um, but camembert was actually based on brie. And the story goes that somebody moved from where brie was made to Normandy. Breetown. Yeah, Breetown. Uh, to Normandy um, and started making smaller cheeses. And apparently what made Camembert suddenly become popular was that they basically invented those little wooden round boxes that they put them in. Mm -hmm. So that would keep them in one piece while they shipped them all over the place. Camembert is a melter. Well, so is Brie. That one's doing well. Oh, yeah. That won't melt in, in sort of... I mean, I brought it up nicely up to temperature. That's not been in the fridge since about 2 o'clock this afternoon. Yeah. So that's a sort of proper temperature to eat. Brie, because it's a very subtle... It's not a full-flavoured cheese. You know, it, it goes really, really well with uh, with other things. So it's really nice with uh, some, you know, chutneys and pickles and whatnot like that. But you wouldn't make a brie toast. Oh, God, yeah. You can make a really? brie toast. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. We, we will. People we, are mad. We will. Um, but one of my favourites is brie and cranberry toasty because obviously. Oh, I'm just thinking now. Yeah, paninis. Yeah, stuffed with brie. Yeah, it it melts. It melts pretty well. It hasn't got as far to go, and it is a good. It is a good melter. But obviously, mm. when you when you do heat it up, it does intensify the flavour somewhat. Oh. Well. So yeah, that's 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 your brie. So the story is that Charlemagne. Uh -huh. French Emperor Charlemagne was passing through Meaux, as in Brie de Meaux, M-E-A-U-X, Meaux, and he was offered soft white rinded cheese by the monks, but the monk caught him picking off the rind, aiming for the creamy interior. So they told the king to eat the cheese whole, crust and all, and he did, and he liked it enough to order two, a couple of batches delivered to each year to his castle in Aachen. Ooh. Netherlands. Germany. Oh. It's the westernmost city in Germany. Cheese role playing. I'm going to be the cheesemaker. Because you know about cheese. But I know a bit, bit about cheese. More um, than yeah. this monk. Yeah. And this... You, you're going to be... I am shy. Emperor Charlemagne. Char Emperor Charlemagne. Oh. Emperor Charlemagne. The, the French emperor. What's my motivation? What's my character? I'm going to get you a hat. You basically own Europe. Right. You're yeah. slightly entitled. And you can be... Monk. An annoying monk. 
Just so we know the story, so we're going to go through the story. So you're going to be passing through, and you might hail me. My throat's going to dry from nerves now. Okay. Oh, hello there, Mr. Cheesemaker. I'm Emperor Charlemagne. I'm very exhausted from a very long march through Central Europe. How are you? Hello there, somewhat exhausted dictator of all Europe. How, how are you and your ex- enormous army? Well, my tired artisanal friend, I must admit I've developed rather an appetite from all this sitting on my horse. Uh, maybe you could help me out here with a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a burger or some chips or I'm something? I'm afraid I don't have any of those things, but <sighs> what I do have is these rather extraordinary white cheeses. They're very delicious. I make them myself. Me and the missus have some cows and we make lovely, lovely cheeses. And um, yes, you buy With the me. cow's milk, yes. With the cow's milk, good, good, you know, good, and chocolate. we ladle it out and we make these wonderful, wonderful... Mwah. Hey, Mavis, get back there. Um, and, um, and we make these marvellous cheeses. And, and you buy, by all means, I'd like to offer them to you because quite clearly you with your massive army of bloodthirsty lunatics yes it is quite passing lost, through you. passing through my farm um i would obviously want to make you feel as welcome as possible so here have some have some lovely cheeses oh well merci beaucoup i'll uh i'll just sneak off over here and uh, tuck in thanks a lot it's an absolute pleasure don't kill me hello jean oh hello there friar boniface um you you, you find me without any of my lovely cheese where I'm is it well I, I i don't know if you noticed but we have about <sighs> seventy-five thousand armed men camping in our field and um you know the emperor's i've given him some cheese nom, to, nom, 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 nom. he's eating nom, the cheese nom, nom, nom. now and nom, why don't you go and see how he's getting on with his cheese okay bonjour oh good after evening monk i'm eating some cheese will you join me sure good here you go just it's, it's so lovely that your man over there's just given it it's gorgeous John. Just, yes him just peel off the uh the skin oh no no peel, no and no, then no. It's, it's delicious no Scoop no it out no. with your fingers no no you're doing really? it wrong oh with my other hand no you don't peel it what you eat it the way it is sacra bleu no brie hmm i don't peel the skin no but it's skin it's bri- it's flavour. It's You're not joking. skin. The whole thing at once. Yes, go for it. You better not be pulling my leg. I wouldn't. I'll have put- you executed. No. That is lovely, actually. See. Thank you very much. You're very oh, welcome. Wow. It's even better than it was. Excellent. I've got less of it on my fingers now. Yes. I must speak to Jean and uh, order some for my. Uh, Castle. Long journey. Well, well, how much would you like? Well, um, I've Hello, got John, a... just butting in on our conversation there. That's all right. A man's got to make a living. <laughs> I like you. I like the cut of your jib. I want uh, uh, two uh, barrels. Barrels? Cartloads. Cartloads. <clears throat> a bunch of your cheese sent to my... Uh, I've got oh, a well. castle in Aachen. Yeah. Where I will be um, bringing... Uh, regularly, I think. Fantastic. Every well, this is great news for for me as a supplier now to the to the emperor, and also great news for Brie because what it means is that now Brie is going to be enjoyed in the court of Charlemagne. That will mean that everybody in France will want to try this wonderful delicacy um, properly without taking the skin off. Yes, I lead by Your example. Royal Highness, you That's idiot. That's what I do. Anyway. I eat with the skin. Well, I, I told you how to do it. Right, are we going to do cheese and fruit and fruit and cheese? Because one of the things so, that's really nice, brie is lovely with a bit of fruit. We've got a punnet of strawberries and apple and grapes and melon. Let's see what brie goes with. Well, I know what I think it goes with, but you tell me. Now, the only one I won't eat in there is a strawberry. Yeah. Not a fan. Well, shall we leave strawberry out so we'll have the... Yeah. I think strawberries apple, and think cheese, that sounds wrong. That's just, he's wrong. And strawberries in November, they're going to be yeah. like nasty little radishes. Nasty radishes, strawberries. Well, shall we start with apple then? Yes. Let's start with apple. Okay, another piece of brie. Thank you. Water of apple there. 
Or debris. Oh, I'll swap one of those. Yep, that and that and then up. Oh, perfect. Finally choreographed. Okay. Bit of brie. Bit of brie. Bit of brie, bit, bit of, of apple. apple. Right. Now the apple's cold. The acidity goes well. Hmm. I can taste the brie more mm. than mm. I did on its own. Mm. That's it. The brie's coming through more. Yeah. I can't taste the apple at all. <laughs> In a good way. No, it, it's really brought the flavour of the brie to the front. Mm. Excellent. Do you want to try grapes? Because I think grapes, if you like the apple, I think the grapes are going to smash it. Uh, grapes are sweeter. Yeah. I really didn't think I'd like that, but that was... Mm. Yeah. Let me get it. Now, these are red grapes. Will that make a difference? Um, I don't know. I mean... I'm just going to put it all in once. Yeah. It's one grape, one brie. I think having it with some fruity stuff, fruit and sweet stuff, goes really well with, cam with camembert and brie, but particularly brie. It's got really nice. It does bring out the slightly salty, savoury side of it. Hmm. But it's not very salty. No. No. It's just but it tastes, to me, it tastes a little bit more savoury when you have it with something sweet. Yeah. It sort of doesn't make any sense, but sort of does. No, it does. Yeah. Excellent. Right, well, this is going to bring us on to our next cheese. With another um, cheese? Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, <laughs> the listeners... Are, no. <laughs> for, the, for podcasters, mm. cheesy podcasters out there, I'm, gonna, I'm going to... This is episode B. Yes, Remember B that. is for... Now... The next cheese. Okay, so what I'm going to do is you're going to have an... Uh, I'm going to... Hold on. Let's do this in stereo. Okay, right. So... Makes it seem much bigger. You're messing with their ears. 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 Are we ready? Yep. <laughs> silent. Silence. This bit is definitely silent. Yes. Oh. Yeah. There was a slight noise. <laughs> okay. I've released it. Well, you've brought us a whole wheel of cheese here. This is... Um... Yeah, okay. So let me just describe this for the <laughs> listeners at home. It's roughly the size of a 50 pence piece. It's quite pale. It's very squidgy. Um, it was wrapped in a, quite a lot of packaging for something quite so small. So, yeah, so around about the size of a 50p piece. Um, quite a small piece of cheese for quite a lot of packaging. Um, so I'm going to cut it into three bits. He's laying down the wheel. cutting, cutting it, for, it in thirds. Like a Mercedes logo. Or yeah. Gentlemen. Very well done. Start your engines. Thank you. <laughs> we'll describe it, and then we're going to tell people what it is right at the end. A lot softer than I It's got a distinctive smell. Yeah. It's definitely got a savoury... Uh, it's full of salt. A, it's salty as hell. Mm. There's a lot of salt in that. And there's it's also, very creamy. Mm, but there's also quite a... Quite a... I would say slightly fakish kind of cheese taste to it. I was mm. going to say slightly nutty. Mm. It just tastes of the packaging, but I think... I'm not sure the packaging tastes very much, but I know what you mean. It's, yeah, yeah. Mm. Kind of oh, there's a slight after soury aftertaste. Mm. It's not a happy thing, really. No. It is full of salt. It's supposed to be happy, though. It's supposed yeah. to bring happiness and joy. Mm. Well, <clears throat> I mean, for those who may have guessed already, it was, in fact, a baby bell. Um, <laughs> just to show that we're not snobs, we have tried a baby bell. It's... To be honest... I don't think anyone's ever tried a baby bell quite like that. No. It's not unpleasant. It's a sort of... It has a very generic cheese it's taste. It's a snack. To on the other hand, on the other other hand, you know, it's a sort of entry-level cheese. You know, it gets... It's a, it's, it's a piece of cheese you eat 
as a piece of cheese. It's not an ingredient for anything. It's a hold-in-your-hand snack. And if you get into that, maybe you will get into other cheeses. You go, well, if I said to you, well, a good a good Edam is a bit like a Baby Bell, you might try that. Is that what, what Baby do? Bell is? Kind of, yeah. It's a gateway cheese. It's a gateway yeah. cheese, yeah. It's soft. It's soft. It's, you know... the first, Leads you onto the harder stuff. The there. first one's free. And, yeah, give <laughs> a couple of years, you'll be slumped in the corner eating Parmesan. Um, so, but in, in that respect, it is a kind of a good thing. So I can never really be too down on it. Because for some people, if you ask them about how they... You know, they're, they're like life-eating cheese. They'll turn around and say, well, I ate loads of Baby Bells when I was a kid because of my favourite snack. And then as I got a bit older, I kind of thought, well, maybe there's other cheeses that I can eat as a snack and just eat as a hold-in-your-hand thing, which is, you know, a great way to experience cheese. Whereas I think cheddar can quite often end up just being an ingredient. You know, it's just grated on top of things. So people never really see it as that that kind of thing in and of itself. Given that's a baby bell, mm. is there a big bell? Bell is the name of a very big cheese manufacturing company oh, in France. So it's nothing to do with the actual Are they French? cheese. I think so, yes. I know there is one in the UK. I think it's a I think it's, it's probably a owned company. by mm, Danone. It probably is. If if Danone is listening and would like us to feature any of their products, try more of their cheeses. Um, so yeah, so it's it's a it's baby bell. So it's it was the small, a tiny cheese, a mini a mini cheese made by a big company. So they call okay. it baby bell. As I said, it's a little bit like there's a few cheeses that are sort of. I just kind of. I personally wouldn't necessarily eat them. I have another surprise cheese that begins with B. Hit me. I have it behind the curtain. Oh, I'm excited. Are you ready for a taste of the unexpected? Good God, yes, Tony, always. I have Black Sticks Blue. Good Lord. Two Bs, Black Sticks and Blue. That's very exciting. Made by Butlers. I really went out in the B. You did. There you go. Shall we crack that open? should crack it open. So we had the conversation. B is also for blue cheese. Yes. Um, This is Black Sticks Blue. And I was shocked when I heard the rumour you weren't going to do B is for blue. I wasn't going to do beers for blue because there's just so many blue cheeses. But since you've got B for black sticks blue, why the hell not? Made by butlers. By butlers. So, blue cheese. Question number one, everybody says, where does the blue come from? The blueness is Penicillium Rockfortii, which is this basically bread mould. Um, and it blue cheeses came from people who used to keep their cheese and their bread in the same part of the house. And it used to infect, cross-contaminate. Cross yeah. um, and they kind of went, well, that actually tastes quite nice. So the, the the blue bacteria is added to the cheese when they make the cheese, and then they sort of stab it with um, needles to let the oxygen in, which kind of triggers the blue to kind of kind of uh, impregnate the cheese. Impregnate the cheese, yeah. Ooh. So that's why you quite often get sort of what looks like sort of wiggly with rivers or veins running through the cheese, and that's usually you've not really sold it to me the description. Like uh, I'm, what is your issue with blue cheese? It's just, I think it's a childish thing. Okay, so shall we have a, a smell? doesn't smell of a lot, actually. There is a weird smell to it. There yeah. is. It has a something. Mm. Might have a nibble. Mm. You're straight away going to get quite a oh. punch. Mm. That's when you get the blue bit. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Tom's... Tom, man have down. It. Man hold down. On. Hold on. I have an idea. Have it with some apple. I'm going to have some apple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. I mean, for me... Yeah? It's a hell no. Really? Mm. What is it about it? It's that sort of... 
You're uh, thinking about what you're eating. It's, I don't think it's that. There's something about it that it's going to sound so weird, but the flavour kind of goes up high down the sides of my mouth yeah. a bit. And it's kind of, it starts off as being quite spicy and zesty, but then as I sort of chewed it more and sort of, you know, processed it a bit in my mouth, I guess, it became a very sort of, the, the little thing that I smelled ever so slightly when I smelled it, that's what came in in a big way in the taste. Mm. And it's kind of like a, that kind of bluey flavour. It's like not farty, but you know what I mean? That, that, that kind of um, yeah. punchy, pungenty kind of flavour. There's a kind that's of, a, kind of not yeah, good. there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a sort of a bitterness that comes in. Mm. It's a bit like. Yeah. Um, and that's, that is I blue. like bitter flavours. And you kind of get the, the reason that people who love blue, love blue is because. Love gin. Because that, yeah, exactly like gin, actually. If you think about the taste of gin, gin and tonic, that kind of bitterness. That's really weird, because I like gin and tonic. Yeah, I know, but obviously not in a cheese. Not in a cheese. <laughs> <coughs> so, not a fan, but partly because of that really kind of bitter, the blueness. I, the reason I people who love blue cheese love blue cheese is because that bitterness with the creaminess gives them that, so it gets their taste buds going a bit more, it gives it a little bit more of a... And that one tangy has and spicy a nice salty flavour yeah. as well. Yeah. And it's very, very smooth. It was it's smooth. It, yeah. Texture-wise. <clears throat> Texture-wise, it's great. I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah. Is it time to go melt something? Mm. Is it toasty time, is what I'm trying to say? One, two, a one, one two, two, three, four. It's melty, it's oozy, you can't eat in the jacuzzi, so indoors you must go to let the melted cheese flow. It's cheese, toasty time, it's toasty time, it's time for cheese. Toasty time, toasty time, it's time for toasty cheese! Toasty Tom, over to you. What you what you what are the plans? Talk, talk me through it. Are we going to go for the standard buttering the outside thing again? Uh, I should think so. Yeah. Okay. I so think it worked so well last time. I think uh, we're going to go. We've got two cheeses to, to toast test. Um, the one being this brie, and then the other one's going to be a black cheese. So I think we're going to start with the brie. So talk us through, Tom, what you're up to. Well, it's um, fairly basic, similar to uh, last week's. Just layering on the brie on the bread. There's not much to it. It's not a lot. It's not, there's not a lot really, of space left. There's really no, no skill involved with this. So we've got pieces of slices of brie that are about a quarter of an inch or sort of half a centimetre thick. That's yeah. kind of And you leave the rind on. Definitely leave the rind yeah, on. I thought, we, I thought we clarified that in the last role play scenario. That if you don't want to be accosted by a mad monk, leave the rind on your brie. <laughs> It's true. Okay. Now, now going in for the butter. Is your butter soft enough? No, it doesn't yeah. need to be for now. I'm buttering the pan for one side and then buttering the bread for the other, if that makes sense. Okay, so we've got a large frying pan with some butter. Now, we, we spoke about the melting thing, the mm-hmm. issue, didn't we? Because uh, with with the last one we did, we you know you want to kind of toast bread and melt the cheese. But with brie, you don't really <laughs> want to spend too much effort melting the cheese because it's already halfway there. So, Well, yeah. It should melt readily because it's a more of a moist, sort of cheesy it's thing. It's kind of it's got a head start. It has a little bit of a head start. Are you happy with your butter? I'm 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 over the moon with the butter. Uh, I'm going to drop the toasty in. I'm coming in with the toasty. Fantastic. Right on top of the last yes. bit of the butter. There we go. So that's now in the pan, making a satisfying sound. Yeah. Just using my hand to move it around in the butter to try and. Incorporate it all into the bread, you know. <clears throat> Lovely. Yeah. You don't really need any spatulas or anything until the flip. When are you going to do the flip? Oh, is I'll this do a the flip when I'm good and ready, Tony? Thank is you. Is this a timed thing? No, not really. 
Um, yeah, that could work. You see, that's the problem I find when you do when you do it this way, is that if your bread's too fresh and if your butter is too hard, it's going to completely mangle the bread. There is a way to do it with a spatula <laughs> and a knife at the same time. You sort of work it off. Uh, Very delicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not trying to butter it evenly. This is all going to melt and help the bread toast, so it doesn't need to be... So I was just going to say, you don't want to let the... Uh, it needs to cook, despite the fact that it doesn't need a lot of cooking, it needs to cook relatively slowly because you've got some quite thick-ish pieces of bread there, so you want to make sure that everything gets nice and unctuous on the inside without literally setting light to the outside. Well, the heat needs to, to penetrate. Plate. For now we are, just to see what the other side's like. It's looking pretty good. It's golden. And golden. Yeah, if you bring the microphone close... That's a knife on the bread so you know it's not just wet with butter, it's actually... Well, I thought we were doing our demo for Foley. But once the other side has gone golden, you're pretty much going to be there, but you might need to look inside and just double check. If you can lift off the top slice of bread and the rest of it doesn't come with you, you still need to let it melt a bit more, usually. But, I mean, I, this is my first time toasting with brie, so... You never made a brie toast. Never. I'm quite nervous, to be honest. Okay, you might want to have a peek in between them slices because it's looking the right sort of colour. If we've got a full melt on the inside, I think that's definitely getting there. The bread's looking really good, and the cheese looks melty enough. I think this could be a good toasty, but... I think it's um, a fine toasty. Time will tell. Time to produce the toasty. Okay, so there is the toasty in all its glory. going to have to eat that now. Oh dear, oh dear. It's just... Ow! <laughs> <laughs> it went onto my thumb! That can't happen. <laughs> That's really good. That was really nice. Mm. I'm surprised. Now what do you do? What is that? This is... It's black cheese. I'm tempted to leave this one to you, actually. Yeah, leave this one to me. Black cheese. Black cheese. So this is... Actually, it shouldn't really be until next podcast because it's actually called charcoal cheese, which begins with a C. But seeing as it's black and I've got some, I thought B is for black cheese and I'm going to make <laughs> black cheese toasty. It will need a little bit longer, maybe, because it's sort of slightly firmer cheese. It's a charcoal cheese. It's basically got added activated charcoal that turns the cheese absolutely pitch black. Um, it's a cheddar, so a good mature cheddar when it starts out, and they blend the charcoal into it. Um, Does it whiten your teeth? Not really, no. So you still have the brush, then, is what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. You're not going to have to... No, it's... Um, it's mostly decorative, but it does sort of add a particular sort of interesting texture okay. to the cheese, especially if you eat it um, without cooking it. But it looks spectacular when you cook it because it's absolutely pitch black. Is it gritty? No, not... no. You can try a bit of the cold stuff if you want. Oh, here we go. Some charcoal cheese sashimi over here. There you go. Thank you. I'll split this bit. It doesn't look like cheese. No. It looks like plasticine. And licorice. Yeah. And it's sort of, it's quite confusing. Like I don't, I don't, I feel like I shouldn't eat this. Like put I'll get, it like, in your like mouth. I'll get in trouble with the teacher if I put this in my mouth. Put it in your mouth. Oh, it's in. Thoughts. If you um, how you imagine charcoal and a cheese to be, that's what it's like. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. It also tastes of cheddar. 
Yes. You say it was a mature cheddar once upon a time. Mm. What I associate with a mature cheddar is crumbliness. Yes. This, this is, a, is is it's kind of almost sponginess. Yeah, there's there's a style of cheddar where basically you you make cheddar and then you you kind of crumble it all up and reconstitute it. There's a number of cheddars that work like that. Black Bomber, for instance, which is another B. B is for Black Bomber. So Black Bomber's um, a, a cheddar, but they've it's crumbled and then reformed into usually into little rounds and then waxed. And this is a bit like that. Waxed. Waxed. So this this cheese comes with a complete coating of wax around the outside. And black wax? Black wax. And when you wax a cheese, it's generally known as a truckle. So we're just leaving that there to toast for a little bit longer, and then we'll have a look at what the black cheese looks like when melted. It looks like tar. Yeah. That I've seen that in a sci-fi movie. Fucking alien or something. That, oh no! Try it. Oh. 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 That's that's a winner. <laughs> that is a winner. It just looks so. It looks like it should be sweet. It looks like it's like a treacle yeah. thing. It's better in a toasty. Sort of the char, char of the bread. This cheese was invented by Michael Lee, who's our cheesemonger, in 2014 to commemorate 40 years since the miners' strike. So charcoal cheese was, was its political cheese, man. But it's very tasty, and it looks brilliant on a cheese board. And actually cooking with it is brilliant because it is this amazing colour. So tonight I've done blue cheese and black cheese, which I never would have done if it weren't for this podcast. So, uh, you know, it was... An experience that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So thank you very much, everyone, for being involved. You're still not a fan of blue. I'm. I'm still not a fan of blue. Maybe it'll come with age. Like I. I, I don't like whiskey yet, but I imagine as I get older, I will. To be honest, I think the more blue cheese you try, the more likely you are to start to kind of get it a little bit. People try something for 21 days, then they'll like it. 21 days? Three weeks, four weeks, whatever. Something like that. I think a lot of people get put off blue cheese by eating really kind of not very good blue cheese. So they buy, get a piece of crappy blue cheese at Christmas and buy it on the 2nd of December and get it out on Christmas Eve and wonder why it doesn't taste great. very strong blue cheese. Or if it's gone really, really strong and they just don't, they don't like it. And then it it is one of those, it's such a distinctive, nothing in the world tastes like blue cheese. But I do know people who come to Hommage to Fromage Homage to Fromage, the, the monthly cheese event. All you can I eat think cheese. we've got that coming up on this <laughs> evening's cheese board. Yes, exactly. Basically, people come along to that and quite often say, I never liked blue cheese until I came here because I'd never tasted the different kinds of blue cheese that there are. They'd always just had the crappy Stilton at Christmas and thought, oh, it's not for me. Whereas actually there's some really nice, subtle, quite smooth creamy ones which we can have a look at later on in the alphabet as we go through. Blue cheese will crop up. Speaking of homage to fromage, as we are, you recently launched in London. That's right. Yes, we had our launch event on the twenty sixth of November, and lots of people came and ate lots and lots of cheese. And there was lots and lots of coverage on social. So have a look on our Facebook because we all over that and Instagram. Lots and lots of pictures. Went down a storm, and our next event we're skipping over December because everybody's so mega mega busy. Um, but our next actual homage to fromage event in London is on the twenty eighth of January, and the tickets are live now. And that will be Scottish cheese. Scottish cheese is fantastic. 
A lot of people, it's underrated, but it's some huge variety. There's some really clever, innovative cheese makers up there and some amazing traditional cheese. So we'll be doing eight of those in January. So tickets live now, so go mad. Where in London does it all take place? It's all on at the Bull at uh, Westfield in Shepherd's Bush. Um, so, yeah, that's not too far from anywhere. And uh, it's a very, very nice very very nice pub lovely lovely space to do it in they're lovely people they've got a great wine list and a good selection of beers so it's a top place to do it so we're looking forward to doing that in january christmas wise you've a big event coming up in leeds don't you obviously christmas is massive for cheese so we've got about eight events between now and christmas starting off um uh, one in sheffield at the beginning of the month on the third i think and then we're in didsbury um and then we're already sold out in our one in Leeds, but then we've got the one in Chapel Allerton as well, and then we've got Manchester and Sheffield, and then we've got another one in Leeds. We're doing a sort of our final final end of the year cheese party on the 21st of December. So Is that sold out? That's still tickets available for that one. It's the first time we've ever done it on a Saturday night, and it will be a, the last event of the year. So I know for one, I shall probably be having one or two small sherries. So yeah, come along to that. All the tickets are up on our website, which is clubhomage2fromage.co.uk. And yeah, look us up on Facebook, give us a follow, and um, yeah, check us out on Instagram. B has been ticked, C is next. What can we expect in our next episode? We're going to be tackling a camembert, but we're going to be baking it in the oven. Um, And we may also be starting to have a little look at the whole acre of fun cheese loveliness that is cheddar. Fantastic. That's it from us, so good night. Don't forget, if you want to find out more about Homage to Fromage, you can find us on Instagram at Homage 2, numeral 2, Fromage UK. And Facebook at Homage, numeral 2, Fromage on Facebook. And you've got a big shiny website. We have got a brand new shiny website, which is www.clubhomage2fromage.co.uk. And finally, Twitter, which is just simply at Homage 2 Fromage. That's a numeral two as well.